Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we continue our journey through the Energon universe with Skybound's latest entry, Cobra Commander Number 1. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2024, and this is episode 373 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that's returning to a location we never thought we'd see again. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hello. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Get ready for this shit. Stock Transformers. No, no, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> It worked. Got, got a little bit of news. Daryl, are there Transformers in this comic? Uh, I, not are there Transformers? Con- Tell the truth. Are there Transformers in this comic? <laughs> Nothing conscious. It's a big pile uh, of no, words. I, no, I, uh, I, there was one page that, that would disagree uh, with top, you. Top, top, top. Is a light. <laughs> it was a light. Spoil the comic before the review. <laughs> But we're talking about some other comic news before that is all about Transformers. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is we got to get on with the show. The where we tor- tortured Daryl. Yeah. This is this has become an, uh, a a biweekly event. <laughs> all right. Anyway. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrons, those lovely people who support this podcast, keep the, help us keep the lights on, keep the show going. And they appreciate when we make choices to review <laughs> comics that are that are uh, uh, part of, oh. adjacent and part of the Transformers Energon universe. I have mis- missed all these emails. It's so strange how I've been I've, I've, I have, I have missed any en- of those. I have missed any comments or feedback complaining about this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Other than other than from Daryl, other than from Daryl's sock puppets. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, if, if, gather, if you'd like I'll to... to gather the troops, <laughs> when your your I am not Daryl at gmail dot com wasn't very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it looked looked pretty professional from from my point of view. If you'd like to become a Donatron and support this madness, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. Uh, we've got lots of perks. We've got bonus content, including a bonus show done by Daryl and Dr. Pants called We Like Big Bots. Uh, we've got right. a brand new ep- <laughs> We've got a brand new episode this week. Uh, thanks to Daryl and Dr. Pants finally getting back in the studio. This is episode 12, and it's all about Grimlock. Serpentor. No, Grimlock. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about freaking G.I. Joe. We talk about Transformers and Big Bots and awesome transforming robots. It's all about robots and we love it. We talk about Grimlock because he's a big ass dinosaur robot that transforms and eats fucking snakes and shit. <laughs> it's <just> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
is just we talk about he awesome snakes. robots. He, I'm sure he, I'm sure he would. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Cobra yeah, in uh, particular. <laughs> if you if you want to watch all the big bots uh episodes, you can go to our Patreon page. Uh if you can get access as a donatron. Uh, you've got 12 episodes to watch. Hopefully we'll get some more in, in the coming weeks. Uh, but uh, these are two new ones, uh, just this one and the one from right before Christmas, Megatron and Grimlock are up there right now. So you can watch them. We've also got our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust, the side story special, the Rustford files is still going strong. We had episode nine come out this week do Transformers Dream of Rising Cranes. And you can listen to all the episodes at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. You can also buy our exclusive Skybound Transformers number one comic. Uh, that's artwork by cover artwork by EJ Sue. And you can get that at transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. Uh, you can also, uh, or now that uh, we know that we are going to TFCon LA, you can order your comic and Get it for TFCon LA pickup in March, so you don't have to pay shipping, and we will hand deliver it to you in March. And at TFCon LA, you can get your book signed by the artist, the cover artist, EJ Sue. So check that out. And uh, lastly, you can use our code at toyhacks.com to save 15% off everything at toyhacks.com. Use that code BIGBOT24. For the month of January, so a couple more weeks, that code will still be active. And anything you get at toyhacks.com will be 15% off. You can use it multiple times, as many times as you want. Uh, it'll be all good. And, of course, you can go. You can also send an email to us to enter into our monthly contest for doing a $10 gift code draw from toyhacks.com. Uh, you can send an email to contest at transmissionspodcast.com. Just tell us you want to enter the monthly drawing and send us a picture of a toy you'd like to get some stickers for. So do it. All right. Uh, let's uh, start off with a little bit of comics news before we get into our review. So we got some news this week uh, that Jorge Corona is taking over art duties for the second story arc of Skybound's Transformers. So, uh, and, you know, we've we've speculated about this. We've talked about, uh, you know, Daniel Warren Johnson doing art and writing. is a It's, it's a tough pace of, to keep up with an ongoing book. So we speculated that he would not be doing both for, you know, for the entire time. And yes, uh, as of issue seven, he's getting help from an artist, Jorge Corona. And they are doing all the art duties, but Daniel Warren Johnson is still writing it. So the story will be the same, but uh, we're getting a new art style. Uh, but it looks pretty good. looks pretty consistent. Uh, we've got this one cover image, uh, um, and this is uh, the new artist. Uh, so Jorge's, Jorge Corona's art here. Um, of course, the interesting thing <laughs> is seeing who's in the look, looks. I mean, if the cover is telling us the truth, we don't know at this point whether or not it is. But it looks like we're getting a few more characters, and it looks like the Autobots have gotten the arc back. So, um, Alita One, I see Alita One, I see RC, I see Jazz back up and running again, uh, and 
I see Carly. So Spike is probably still in the hospital, but looks like Carly is the the new uh, you know regular human associate for the Transformers. So Optimus still has Megatron's arm. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, if this is if this is an indication of what's going to be inside the book, it's very interesting. But uh, the you know the the press release from Skybound has Daniel Warren Johnson giving a lot of praise to Jorge Corona. So I imagine that they are working well together and uh, we'll, you know, hopefully the, the story will continue to be strong and the art will continue to be strong on the book. Uh, we've been very happy with Transformers uh, for the last four issues. Uh, and uh, I just hope it continues. I just want to jump in on, and on this and say that uh, um, I have been, you know, a real, uh, proponent of uh Daniel Daniel Warren Johnson's art. I've enjoyed how it's been uh been the book has been paced. The art has been really well serving to the story. Um I don't we we just literally just kind of went through our collections and kind of searched and s- to see if uh, we had anything from Jorge Corona. I got almost 11,000 comic books. I have nothing from Jorge Corona in it. Not a single thing. Um so I have no frame of reference to to kind of check back and see, um, but uh, this one image I can I can kind of show that you or see that I really like the detail work that he's doing on the bottom half of the cover. Uh, you know, he's very very good at doing uh, you know that that kind of greeble kind of detail stuff that uh, I really kind of enjoy for like backgrounds and stuff like that. That's a lot of detail in there, and I really enjoy that. The character work is is pretty light. I'm not so happy with that. Uh, so this is just first impressions, but um, you know, obviously these bots are kind of almost in the background of this cover. The foreground is really all this this uh, detail. Um, uh, one, I would also another thing, Charles. I would say. Looking at this cover, I'm not 100% convinced they've got the art back. Our arc back, uh, it, it's just a you know the one piece is kind of the same cover color as the arc, but other than that, it just looks like machinery. Um, but uh, you know, I just want to say that the the character work is is pretty different than Daniel Warren Johnson's kind of heavy lines that he uses. Uh, these are a lot more you know thin lines with. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but it's, it is a very different art style than Daniel Warren Johnson's uh, um, style. And uh, we have no kind of sequentials to kind of look at at this point. No, no comic pages. Um, but the uh, uh, the action scenes that will come from this are going to be the real test because that was really the um, the real standout with Daniel's uh uh, art in those in this so far the first four issues so i'm really curious to see how the the internal comic pages look um this cover though i i really enjoy the detail work um the character work on each individual uh you know character is is so far kind of letting me down a bit so i i want to give uh you know give it a chance i have no choice um but uh so far i'm i'm not real sold on the uh, on the character work yeah. it does look like he's not stamping the autobot logo so there is that that's something i mean i gotta give him credit for that you know that's uh yeah that's that's 
the Autobot and Decepticon logos are are difficult. Any artist that we've talked to will tell you they're not easy to do. So if uh, if you're able to draw them uh, on the characters, then that is a a real you know feather in your cap. You can you can hang your head high for that being able to do that for sure. Uh, Daryl, uh, I was I was thinking that the the machinery there is the arc thruster, so that's why I thought this was the arc. Like I thought it was one of the you know one of the giant engines on the arc. So yeah, I can my... I can see where you think that, and uh, you may be right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna disagree with you right now, just to just because I don't think it is. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, that's uh, all our news. Just update from Skybound for this week. Uh, let's jump into our comic review. All right. Uh, this week, uh, much to Daryl's chagrin, we are looking at Cobra Commander number one. And... Mm-hmm. Um, this is written by Joshua Williamson. Art is by Andrea Milena. Colors by Annalisa Leone. Letters by Russ Booten. And editors are Sean Makowitz and Jonathan Manning. Uh, there, there are a ton of covers. We're not really going to go into them. But um, it looks like off the bat there's um, about nine. It looks like about nine covers. Eight covers. So, uh, Skybound's making bank on this whole Energon Universe stuff. <laughs> um, getting into the story here. Uh, it starts... It's all spoilers, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> this is completely spoilers. We Nothing is going to be held back. In the fridges north, a uh, masked man walks into a dive bar. He's, he says he needs a vehicle, and a customer at the bar asks how he got all the way up there without a truck. And he makes fun of the man's lisp as he leaves the bar. Without a word, the masked man follows him out, and seeing his all-terrain tracked vehicle, he thinks it'll do for his needs. He quickly pulls the weapon out and viciously kills the stranger. When the barkeeper comes out to remind the man he hadn't paid, he sees a gruesome scene with a cobra symbol drawn in the snow with his blood. In a time much before this, in a hidden land... A building is being attacked with an explosion and people yelling, Cobra, la, 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 la. Inside the building are scientists and the guards are unable to hold the doors back from the mob. One of the scientists says that the mob will see what they've done as committing crimes against their traditions. And he yells to the retreat, but he's shot in the head by a masked man. Uh, This man says that no one retreats and that the mob will not see them as threats because they're scientists, but many things can be weapons, including science. They must keep their research safe. He hands some items to a nearby scientist and then throws one himself into the mob. It explodes and burns the approaching crowd, but the person that he had handed one to didn't understand what it was and was blown up by her own weapon. In the, in the, in the ensuing explosion, the masked man was caught up in the flames. He wakes up in a medical bay and is being bitten by a three-headed snake. He next wakes up in the, laying in a bed, completely bandaged up. A f- familiar blue and silver helmet is on a shelf next to him, and he stares at it. Pythona in, enters and tells him to put it on to hide his shame. He's been summoned. 
When he enters Lord Globulus's chamber, Globulus tells him that he was found in the outside world, lost and without meaning, and he was brought to Cobra Law and given purpose. The world of Cobra Law worships the organic, while a number of other people died trying, or and while another people of other people died trying to harvest from the, the specimen they have, he didn't. He's also managed to interrogate and find uses for its technology, even though that was blasphemy. The masked man yells back that he should be respected for doing all that, but he's been denied any positions of leadership and he's being held back. Galobulus responds that he, people had heard rumors about what has been happening in the science facilities and that he knows that the masked man is behind the riots. He only healed him so that Galobulus could watch him die. Three guards appear and attack, but the masked man pulls out some insect-looking devices and they attack the guards and make quick work of them. The masked man said that he's done everything in the name of Galobulus and that he needs to be trusted. Then he requests to go on a special mission on the outside world. Impressed with all this, uh, Galobulus allows the man to live. The masked man then walks through a gigantic locked door and says to someone, you probably hoped I was dead. Then he goes on stating that he wasn't lying about his loyalty to Cobra Law and Galobulus. He's reported everything, except some data that the specimen provided about uh, the history and alien civilization he comes from. As we are then see as we then see Megatron, harmless and tied into the facility. The other scientists had tried getting him to talk, but instead the masked man used torture to rip the data out. He now knows that there are other energy signatures that match in the outside world. He's going to find them and figure out the secrets to provide Galobulus's army. And as he leaves, one of Megatron's eyes lights up as he smiles. Back in the present, the masked man has stopped and left his newly found vehicle to stare at the sunset. Someone comes up behind and asks why he stopped uh, and that uh, this grunt is supposed to keep him safe. He also suggested disguise, but the masked man said he's going to make sure people pay attention to him and fear the name of Cobra Commander. So that was the book. I thought that uh, I, was, I was surprised at the number of pages that had no text at all uh it was really um interesting to see that um and just letting the art kind of do a lot of the the story work uh, i thought the art itself looked very good i was very surprised that joshua williamson started this story in cobra law which is um, as we were talking before we started recording, not the favorite location in the G.I. Joe universe, like especially to diehard G.I. Joe fans. Um, I don't know. A lot of us like the, the uh, animated G.I. Joe movie, but you know, it, it, it's campy and Cobra Law is not the, the best part <laughs> or the best thing. <laughs> but you know, it, it is it is interesting, and uh, Joshua Williamson, in his note in the back, also said that he he's giving us a different Cobra Commander because he's not cowardly at all. In any of the things we see here, he doesn't back down from any fights. He doesn't retreat, um, and that, that is not something that we normally see from Cobra Commander. So, 
it's interesting to see this new take and where they're going to go from here. Um, I'm kind of confused at the Megatron and where we saw at the end of the last issue of Transformers and Megatron here. You know, they obviously are going to have to get from point A to point B. So, you know, that's interesting. And, and Megatron has no arms here. And I think he had one arm in the Transformers book. Um, but all in all, I, I really thought this was a fun start. And it's a counter to the Duke number one where that's really more serious than this is more sci-fi crazy and i don't know i i'm i enjoy it and i i like how it is tying in to the energon universe and looking forward to seeing where it goes um daryl let's start with you and get this out of the way um what were your thoughts <laughs> on the book okay um what the fuck was this shit <laughs> um like First of all, you're starting off in a place that, uh, like, only diehards know about. You guys are the ones who just told me that this place was actually a thing. I thought this was an alien world. And I'm like, what the hell is this? No explanation whatsoever what Cobra Law was in the book. So anybody that didn't know anything about this is coming into it like me thinking, what the fuck is this? Where are they? Is this under the, the sea? Like, are they in the water? W are they on an, a, whole, a different planet? Where the hell are they? Right? That's where I'm like, what the hell are, where am I looking at? They're in a, he's in a dive bar in the beginning of the, of the book. And then all of a sudden he kills some guy and it's going, okay, great. He's we're now we're in before, which is no, you know, there's no time period here. Right. I'm assuming he's human, so it has yeah. to be within the normal span of a human life cycle. So it's got to be some kind of a, you know, within an adult lifespan. So within 20 years, 20, 30 years, um, this world looks completely alien. So how am I, as a, as a new reader, supposed to know that this is still on Earth? No way. No way to know. Yeah. Um, okay. So now thanks to you guys, I know that this is Cobra law, uh, something that was apparently only so shown in the animated movie from 1987. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, so it might've been in some other comics, but I, it was in some, in some of the devils do transformers okay. versus GI Joe comics. They, they right. Had Cobra law in there. Okay. Um, so this is really, really niche. Um, I, I get that we're getting this origin story for Cobra Commander, right? Um, I'm not an idiot. I know who Cobra Commander is, and I've seen G.I. Joe. I grew up in the 80s. They, these properties were tied together pretty tightly, um, as they are still. Um, there are an awful lot of characters in here, though, that I have never seen of or heard from before. Um, so, uh, like, uh, Pythonia, Pythonia never heard of her before. Globulus were both from the, uh, animated movies. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> so, 
you know, uh, there's an awful lot going on here that should require uh, a little bit more explanation for a new reader. Um, the uh, with regards to the Duke book, uh, Duke is a very well-known character. It's Cobra, Cobra, uh, Cobra Commander is too, but the Duke book followed the events or kind of it 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 was in response to the events of the Transformers comic, right? So there was something to to kind of lead off of there. This is completely different, completely alien. Um, the I I am not really sold on the art style. Um, it's it's too. Uh, I want to say um, it's 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 lacking in detail. Um, there's there's some pages that have it, but it's just it's not good enough. It's I would like it to be more. I'd like it to have more uh, texture, but not not texture, if you know what I mean, right? Um, so, um, yeah. I I appreciate the uh the the fact that Cobra Commander has been getting his science, you know, his his technology from Megatron. That's been used before. Animated did it. It's a trope Live from movies did it. Right. It's a trope that's been used a number of times. A lot of different franchises have used the, the same kind of thing. Oh, we're you know, Men in Black used it, right? They're they're you know microwaves and Velcro and all this other blah, 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 blah is all from aliens. Right. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I, I get it. It's a very easy thing to do and it's, it works. Um, so I appreciate that. It's neat. Um, but again, like what you said, Jeremy, um, this, uh, this Megatron though, it doesn't, it doesn't fit into the puzzle that is the Energon universe right now. We have Megatron in the Transformers book, and we have it in this Cobra Commander book. Now, yes, this is the before times. Um, we don't know how long, and we don't know how he gets from this before to the present day and stuck in a mountainside, well, right? Uh, Charles, wasn't Cobra Law kind of hidden within like a, the Arctic or, or like a, yeah. a cold area? So. Yeah, I mean, and it it could be that the the image we saw in Transformers issue four was like the past. So he was originally like you know the arc crashes, Mega during the crash, Megatron falls out of the arc and he's encased. He's like it's a, it's in like he falls the arc he falls in the Arctic somewhere into a mountainside. He's in frozen in ice. Sometime later, Cobra La finds him and excavates him, and they take him back to their city and then Cobra Commander starts experimenting on them and then he leaves to go, you know, out into the world on his mission. Yep. So or, it could be that in the present day Megatron is still in Cobra Law or uh, yeah. I don't know. Or or in the past something happened to Cobra Law and Megatron ends up on the mountain. We'll have yeah. to see <laughs> where the series takes it. Yeah, we don't mm -hmm. we don't know which which we don't know which uh which direction the timeline is at this point. 
Right. Um, I will point out that the Decepticon logos on Megatron are stamps. Um, just to, to add that to this. Um, <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against them. It's a G.I. Joe book. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, there's an awful lot going on in this book that is uh, is just an absolute mess for me. So, uh, I'm dis. I, to be honest, I'm, I'm Joshua Williamson's a good writer. He, in my eyes, he's a better artist. Uh, he's a really good artist, and to have this book have such uh, you know not great art let's say um and have such an amazing artist as a writer uh i i would i was really disappointed in the art when i uh when i opened it up so i was hoping for better and uh yeah unfortunately we got what we got um yeah anywho uh that's my rant um all right well uh charles what were your thoughts uh, I will just start off. I will agree with Daryl that there is not enough information about Cobra Law for a new reader. Like, like we do have just those, like in, when it starts off with the before and we have like two, uh, I think it's a two page spread of just like showing the Cobra Law area. You could have put like some narration text over that about what this is like, you know, Cobra Law secret hidden society in the yeah. Arctic. I mean, you know, the, the animated movie do that similar thing i think so yeah i don't i don't i have to go back and watch the animated yeah, i've not watched that movie a in a long time. time um but but yeah i mean you could you could they could have used that that space to give just a little bit of an intro to what cobra law is and you know what it's supposed to be i mean it's i think i think the name was a re- like shangri-la so you know that's the that invokes the image of a hidden society you know that's mystical and far off but they did not give you enough information about it in this uh in this book um to fill in the blanks uh from what i remember like and they they do mention a little bit about it in the book about how Cobra Law their technology is all like organic and that that was a big thing in the movie is that everything all the Cobra Law's technology was based on like biomechanical in in engineering so none none of their technology was like you know metallic or machinery in the traditional sense it was all like living organisms stitched together so that's you know why like when in the science directorate they have the like he's throwing bombs the bombs are actually like you know some kind of organically grown grenade things but they're not like machines or or traditional explosives so um so that's why it's a big deal that they have megatron there and they're experimenting on megatron because you know megatron's completely mechanical so of course people are going to have a problem with experimenting on this mechanical alien monster thing that uh, you know, is, is basically, basically blasphemy, blasphemy in their eyes. So, um, that, I mean, that from the premise of Cobra Law, that makes sense. But if you don't know what Cobra Law is, that's going to be a hard thing to, to understand in the book. And, uh, I think it, the setup, the setup could have been better explained. Um, so I will, I will agree with Daryl on that. Um, 
overall, as a, as someone who was familiar with Cobra Law, I thought it was interesting that, that he decided to, to use it as, as Cobra Commander's origin story. Because I, yeah, I do think, um, and, but I do think, you know, for this, for this particular, like, Energon universe, if you're starting in the Energon universe off with aliens out in space and Transformers, uh, then you need to go weird with G.I. Joe to have G.I. Joe keep up with it. Like the, the more grounded military um, origin story of G.I. Joe and Cobra that that is was you know popular in the comic books, I think is going to be harder to integrate with like Transformers and Void Rivals. So if you have something that's really weird uh, and also on par with, you know, something some crazy sci fi concept that meshes with uh, you know, and can be kind of a counterpoint to transformers, uh, then maybe that, that will work for as part of this larger energon universe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, it, this is one issue, so it's not, you know, we have to see how far they, they take this, but I can see where Joshua Williamson thought that would be a good fit for this. Uh, I wonder what the GI Joe folks will, will think about that. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll see, uh, Lately, well, I mean, we have seen, I guess, as the week has unfolded, we're recording this before the comic comes out. So we don't know at this point, we don't know what the, the fan response is. Um, but, uh, but I, I did, I thought it's an interesting state take. I'm willing to see where it goes from there. Um, I was, in, it was, we did speculate before the comic came out that, that Cobra Commander would have something to do with Megatron. We didn't know exactly how they'd be connected, but it was interesting to see that yes, Megatron is part of Cobra Commander's origin here. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this, this starting off point. Uh, one thing, Jeremy, you didn't mention at the very end was um, that we get a tease of the Dreadnoughts. So, right. you know, Cobra Commander has that, um, has that his little device where he's like, as, I guess, pinpointing the next energy signature and it pinpoints on Florida and then we get a scene of like in a swamp somewhere with the dread where, you know, it says dreadnoughts. So um, we're going to get dreadnoughts uh, maybe next issue. Um, also, uh, the dreadnoughts are, are there like these, these, these band of thugs that Cobra basically heavily like, employed in the, in the yeah, show. Basically like the, they, they just hire them to do jobs. Yeah. Like the, their, the their record. leader, they're, Kind of, kind of. They're lead, but but less disciplined. <laughs> um, their leader was Zartan, squad. huh? The Suicide Squad. Kind of, maybe without yeah. the bombs on the head. But their but their leader was the their leader was more well known Zartan because he was like he's basically the chameleon in GI Joe. He can like change his face to be so he does. He did a lot of the like espionage for Cobra where he would pretend to be other people. And, uh, and, you know, his toy had this, like, you know, I, I forget, did the toy have like a hologram or like he could rotate his face or something like I thought that? The face changed colors or something with water. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Um, so you don't, you don't, one of those awesome eighties gimmicks that definitely holds up. You don't, don't remember no, no, no memory of Zartan from GI Joe, Daryl. Oh, I do. I don't remember okay. of a, uh, multiracial toy though. <laughs> Is green a race? I don't know. <laughs> That's what it is. reptilian. <laughs> but yeah, but Zar so Zartan Zartan's basically 
thugs were the dreadnoughts. Those were his group of thugs that, that worked for him. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that I guess we're teasing that for next issue. Um, other thing I did like was, um, Cobra Commander's like trench coat and, and hat reminded me of Old Snake from the, that one Transformers episode, Only Human. You remember that season three episode, Daryl? I do. So that's, that, that, uh, that definitely looked like it was an homage to that. So I thought that was cool. So another, tra- another uh, little Transformers reference for you. Um, yes, the clothes he wore, Transformers reference. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're we are we have traveled into reaching territory here. <laughs> yeah, um, the art style. I guess I mean I I I understand Daryl uh, Daryl's uh, criticism of the art style, but for me it was it was okay. I mean it was a little bit more. I'd say it's more. Uh, yeah, definitely less detailed, but more kind of um, you know impressionistic rather than like. Um, highly detailed but i still i still thought it was worked i still thought the like the action scenes were pretty dynamic i liked the the cybertron flashback uh scenes that where you see a little bit of what of megatron's memories uh you get you know you you get see i see a tetrajet there i see omega supreme so you know i i I see some of the care i mean also they're they're rendered not as not in very high detail but um you know, you do get you do get a little bit of an impression of uh, of Megatron's history there. So um, I'm going to correct you. That is uh, going to be a Guardian robot and not Omega Supreme. Just uh, just a quick little. Correction. How do you how do you know? Is blue, how do you know? Blue. He's blue, Charles. None none of the colors there are filled in. It could be just you know different lighting effects or you know uh, what I or it was just the Guardian robot too. I mean, right. it, it looks like there's an uh, Insecticon there yeah. above the Tetrajet. The Guardian robot. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Fine. It's a Guardian robot. It's not Omega Supreme because Omega Supreme's the only orange and red Guardian robot. They colored him orange and red for, because he's super special. He's Supreme. <laughs> <And all. laughs> he is. He's Omega. He's the Omega and the Supreme. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's so. That, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I think I'm definitely more in, on Jeremy's side here. That I, I thought it was an interesting start. Um, it wasn't as strong for me as Duke number one. Uh, st- yeah, and definitely, you know, these are these are these are uh, you know second tier to the Transformers comics. So, uh, but I, I'm still intrigued and and looking to see where these stories are going. So, we're gonna keep reviewing them, Daryl. <laughs> at least I mean well these are mini series but just you know at least to the end of these yep. mini series then we'll see none of our listeners get behind me and tell you tell you all to stop this nonsense either that or we just don't have content for the shows I mean uh, we can get on here and talk about all the media news that is happening I mean that's it's all it's all media news it's all me all the time Talking media news nonstop. <laughs> anything, anything to get away from GI Joe comics. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I think everyone this, loves my media news segments. After this, we need to review the uh, eighty-seven GI Joe review. Oh my lord! <laughs> anyway, I, I think uh, this is 
you know, it's a good start. So I will see where it goes from here. All right. Well, uh, with our review finished, that's we'll do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, again, as always, we end the show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. Those are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. So thank you once again to John Forks Good and Demon Tech 82 We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate everyone else for watching and listening uh, to our episode. Uh, uh, if you are interested, uh, just have a comment, feedback about Cobra Commander number one or any of the previous uh, comics we've uh, we've uh, reviewed for the you know the last few weeks with the energon universe ramping up let us know what your thoughts are uh we'll talk about them on the show so thanks everyone we'll see you next time bye-bye see you later Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.